Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. What's stopping you from achieving your goals? Goals are good for us. They give us something to strive for. Goals give us purpose and can be a great source of satisfaction and pride when we achieve goals. Goals give us direction. They help us realize that our dreams are within reach. If goals are so good for us, why do we struggle so much to achieve them? What can we do to ensure that the goals we set are goals we can actually achieve? Today, we'll discuss common mistakes people make when setting goals and some tips to make sure you are setting goals that you can achieve. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. Hello. At the time of this recording, it is just a few days into the new year. Everywhere we turn, people are talking about New Year's resolutions, talking about their goals for the new year, and hoping that they can make their dreams a reality. Goals do help us turn our dreams into reality and remind us that our dreams are within our reach. However, no matter how great our intentions, many of us will struggle to meet the goals that we set this year. According to the University of Scranton, only 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's resolutions. 75% of people keep their resolutions for one week. After that, the percentage of people who keep their resolutions decreases week by week. Within one month, only 64% of the people who set those New Year's resolutions are still trying to achieve them. Within six months, only 46%. And as I just mentioned, only 8% of the people actually achieve their New Year's goals. Can I just reiterate that 92% of people do not achieve their New Year's resolutions? That's scary. It leads us to feelings of failure, which leads to lower self-confidence. But the good news is we can do better. I've experienced meeting my goals sometimes, and I've experienced not meeting them. It is definitely more fun to meet your goals. With almost half of us setting New Year's resolutions, that's a lot of people feeling like they failed. What goals have you set that you haven't met? What goals would you like to set and achieve in the future? We've been digging deep into goal setting to find out what kind of goal setting works. That's what we're going to share with you today. But before we can really talk about setting goals, we need to talk about your vision for your life. What are your values? What's important to you? Who do you want to be in your life and how do you want to show up? 
What do you want to feel? Then what do you want to have? If you don't start here, you run the risk of creating a bunch of goals and maybe even achieving them only to find out you're not happy or fulfilled. The world is full of people who are miserable and they're high achievers. Your goals need to align with the life that you want. That's what makes them important to you and it's crucial for your fulfillment. This is the part where vision boards come in. You've probably made vision boards and it's a fun activity and people like to do it. Or maybe you've done life assessments, which is another really good thing to do. I always think about a book that I read in the 90s by Stephen Covey about setting your ladder against the wrong wall. Stephen Covey says that if the ladder's not leaning against the right wall, every step we take just gets us to the wrong place faster. You have to understand what your vision is and what your goals are so that you can set goals that are getting you to the place you want to be. This also means that you'll set your goals that are your goals, meaningful to you, not someone else's goals for you and someone else's dream. Research shows us that we're less likely to meet goals set by someone else because it's not meaningful to us and it doesn't align to our values. It's not what matters most. When something is more meaningful to you, when it's helpful to you to live the life you want, you're more likely to stick to it and achieve it. This is the first tip. Start with your vision for how you want your life to be, then align all of your goals to that vision. Consider a goal that you're working toward or would like to set. Does this goal align with your bigger vision of yourself? Does it connect to what you want and the values that are important to you? So that's our first tip because that aligns with so much of what we do here in our work, in our podcast, is really making sure your goals align with your vision. But we didn't just want to talk about what we've found. We did some digging into the research, too, to find out what others have found about goal setting. Edwin Locke, the psychologist who has been really central to the whole body of research about goal setting, he has been studying goals for over 40 years. Locke's research has given us a ton of great information about why people meet and do not meet their goals. We're using Locke's research to inform our tips number two and three. Here's tip number two. Make sure your goals are clear and specific. The more clarity around the goal, the better chance you have of hitting it. We've all heard this one before. Goals where you just decide to do your best at something are not really successful, and neither are goals that are so convoluted to the point that they're not clear. To give yourself the best chance of meeting that goal, you need to be clear about what that goal is and what specifically you hope to achieve. Here are a few examples. A goal to do my best to lose some weight is not as clear or specific or simple as saying, I will lose one pound a week for the next 12 weeks. Or a goal to eat healthier is not as clear or specific or simple as saying, I won't eat chips, candy, ice cream for four weeks. Or a goal to start working out wouldn't be as clear, specific, or simple as I will work out at the gym on my way home from work three days per week. Those are all very clear, specific, and simple. Locke says if we do that, we are much more likely to meet that goal. I have a very clear, specific goal. I had it last year and I'm going to keep it this year. I have a goal to read one book a week for the entire year. Last year, I made it under the wire, but I did it. And I also counted audiobooks in that total, sort of double dip because I listen to audiobooks while I'm walking or biking, working on two goals at once. But it's very clear. It's easy. It's specific. 52 books, one a week. 
For many years, I had one of those do your best goals or do better goals where I would say, I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to be more active. But a few years ago, I set a very specific goal that I would be active 20 minutes a day. That made all the difference. I started tracking it. I loved checking off the 20 minutes each day on my calendar. It was the best shape I have been in in a long time. Consider a goal you are working toward or would like to set. Is your goal clear and specific? If not, what extra details or clarifications do you need to add to your goal so that it is very clear and very specific, thus more attainable? Here is our third tip, also from Locke's research. Make your goals challenging, but not too challenging. Believe it or not, challenging goals actually improve our performance more than easy ones. 90% of the time, if your goals are specific and challenging, they will lead to higher performance than goals that are do your best goals or not setting a goal at all. What Locke and the other researchers he worked with discovered is that there's kind of a sweet spot for challenge when you're setting a goal. People that set goals that are too easy are less likely to achieve them. However, if you set a goal so high that it's near impossible to meet, you're going to quickly lose motivation. So you need to find what is your Goldilocks of the challenge level, that it's a specific goal that has a challenge, not so challenging that you can't meet it, but definitely not an easy goal because you won't meet that either. We've all used that idea and we understand that when we're working with students. There's a sweet spot in instruction. When things are too easy and there's no challenge, students lose motivation. They're bored. When it's too hard, they just give up. There's that Goldilocks sweet spot where it is challenging, but not too challenging, just as it is with goals. I think about that exercise goal I was just talking about, 20 minutes a day. That's a challenge for me to find 20 minutes in a day. If I were to say, I'm going to be active five minutes a day, I would quickly lose motivation. That's way too easy. If I had said it so impossible and said, I will work out four hours a day, I know I would never do that. It's a challenge for me to find 20 minutes to be active, but it's my sweet spot for sure. I will go swimming and I will say, I'm going to swim one hour of laps five days a week. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But then I make it a goal that's still challenging because I have to get to the gym. But I'll say, I have to go to the gym and I have to swim for 30 minutes. If I want to keep going, feel good and I have time, I can keep going. But 30 minutes is enough. It's better than nothing. Consider a goal that you are working toward or that you would like to set. If your goal is too easy, how can you make it more of a challenge? If your goal is too challenging and complex, how can you simplify and just pick one aspect of it to focus on? Plan for that challenge. What are you going to do when it gets difficult? Because if you're picking a challenging goal, you're going to have challenges. Plan ahead. Be proactive. Think, if this happens, then I will bounce back by. I know there's going to be a challenge because I set a challenging goal. Here's how I'm going to address it when it occurs. Well, that's a great idea to have a plan. Sometimes if I can't get to the gym, my backup plan is I'll go walk 20 minutes on the treadmill. It's not perfect, but I can listen to a book while I walk and at least it's better than nothing. Tip number four is to break down your goal into smaller, achievable, attainable pieces. Like many things in our lives, goals are not nearly as overwhelming when we break them down into small bite-sized chunks. 
the idea of breaking those big goals and big projects down is so useful. It doesn't mean we always do it because information is not transformation. I'm trying to work on this. I often set really huge, big visionary goals that might take years to come to fruition. So then I think I'm not making progress. I'm actually working with a personal coach and she asked me to write down all my wins for the year. I told her, well, you know, I didn't really have an outstanding year with personal achievement, but she said, write the list. So I did it. I was actually awed by all the things I achieved. I went through my calendar and I realized I had achieved lots and lots of small steps that are leading me towards my big goal. It made me see I am making progress. I'm making huge progress. I had a little reminder of that yesterday and my memories popped up on Facebook. It was a picture of Paul and I that we took eight or nine years ago. We were out in California visiting the classroom of Rafe Esquith. It was an amazing trip. And we were actually sitting on the sofa at Universal Studios, which is the sofa from Friend, the cafe sofa, the orange sofa that they sit on. So there's this picture and I looked at it. And at first I was horrified because I looked at that person sitting next to Paula, who looked lovely and it was all good. And that was a person that I used to be. And I saw myself probably 60 pounds heavier, pasty skin, glazed eyes, clearly exhausted. And I realized I'm not even that person anymore. I have changed so dramatically. And I looked at the picture and at first I was appalled. And then I realized, wow, I've come a long way in a lot of my goals since that picture was taken. As teachers, we often think about breaking goals into bite-sized chunks in school, but we don't think about it in our personal lives, like you just said, Michelle. As a special ed teacher, I wrote IEP goals all the time. Any special ed teachers listening, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm always writing IEP goals. That's why IEP goals are written that way. You have the benchmarks, you have the short-term objectives, you have an annual goal that you are hoping that the child will be able to meet, but you don't just wait until the year is done and then say, did they meet the IEP goal? You break Break it down into small bite-sized chunks. That's what we can do in our personal goals as well. An example I think of was the Couch to 5K program. You might say, I want to run a 5K, but you don't go just get up one morning and go run a 5K. That would be impossible. But you take that and you break it into smaller, achievable, attainable pieces. So the person who put that program together has you start with a small piece and then you add more and then you add more and you've gone from couch to 5K over 10 weeks. You get to be successful each of the steps along the way by chunking it into smaller pieces. Consider a goal that you're working towards or that you would like to set. Would it be helpful to break it into smaller chunks? Consider what you want to achieve by a specific date and then write down the dates. Track your success by seeing the visual. It can help you keep your motivation when you see positive progress. That brings us to tip number five. You need to believe that you can achieve the goal. Ultimately, the person whose belief in your ability to meet that goal that matters the most is you. Yes, we're talking about mindset and self-efficacy, which we talk about all of the time because it's so important. If you believe that you won't be successful, it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Then when you hit an obstacle, if you don't really believe in yourself, you may be tempted to use that obstacle as confirmation that you can't do the task. However, the opposite can be true. If you believe that you can meet the goal, then when you hit that minor success, you see it as confirmation of your ability to meet the goal. This is Confirmation Bias 101. You expect something and you will get it. 
It works almost every time. Henry Ford said it well. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. An example I think of for this is about my middle daughter. My oldest daughter was a very good high school swimmer. My middle daughter would sit at the swim meets as a middle schooler and say, my sister has her name on the record board. I want my name on that record board someday. As a freshman, she was nowhere near getting her name on that record board. She didn't set a goal as a freshman to get her name on that record board. She set a goal to be able to catch up to some of the older people and learn the technique. However, by the time she was a junior, she could see that her times were close enough to actually get her name up on that record board. So she She set a goal that her name would be on that record board. She said it out loud to her coach and her coach said, "Okay, I'm going to remind you during all the tough practices that your goal is to get your name on that record board. And she did because she believed she could do it. She could see that she was close enough. She had belief in herself that she could meet the goal. Once she met that goal, then she set a higher goal. I will be on the podium at the state meet. Then she set a goal. After she met that, I will be a D1 athlete. She kept setting higher goals and she believed she could do it based on those prior successes. But she didn't set those goals when she was at a point that she couldn't believe she could achieve them. When you believe that you can do it, you can set yourself up for success. Then that builds confidence. And then you can set the next goal and you work your way right into your dream. I love that example. Consider a goal that you are working toward or that you would like to set. Do you actually believe you can meet this goal? If not, is there a piece of the goal that you believe you can do? Start with that and work your way up. Tip six is one that you've heard from us before, but we will say it again, and it's very important in goal setting. Surround yourself with a star system of support. We've talked about the importance of a star system so many times. You may think of it as a dream team, but we like Sean Aker's vision of this. He says, you can be a superstar. You just can't be one alone. What you need is a star system, a constellation of positive, authentic influencers who support each other, reinforce each other, and make each other better. When setting a goal, it's important to have someone who believes that you can reach that goal right from the beginning. Who believes that you can meet your goal? Those are the people who will help you by serving as your support system. It doesn't have to be a huge group. Who can you find who will believe you can achieve your goal and remind you of it regularly? Just like Paula's daughter told her dream to her coach and her coach reminded her of it, becoming part of her personal star system. Part of that star system is the accountability. But the other part is we actually benefit when other people show that they believe we can achieve something. So this is really a dual purpose. Yes, accountability, but the other part is finding people who believe in you and will remind you of their belief in you. Do you have to tell these people every detail of your goal? No, absolutely not. Tell them as much as you're comfortable or tell them when you're comfortable. It's really your call how much of your goal you want to share with your star system. Just find people who believe in you. We have a great example of that. Michelle and I both had phenomenal principles when we started our teaching career. They held us accountable, but more important, they believed in the goals we were setting for ourselves as young teachers. That really shaped our careers need to find the person that you can trust and that you can get on your side. Sometimes they walk into your life. Sometimes you have to go looking for them. The ideal is that you have someone there to support you. Consider a goal that you're working toward or would like to set. Who can and should be in your star system? You might need different people to support you in different goals. 
How will you approach them about this? And how much of your goal are you willing to share? If this is a goal that makes you feel vulnerable, who can you tell who won't crush your dreams? We leave you with this quote from motivational speaker Les Brown. If you set goals and go after them with all the determination you can muster, your gifts will take you places that will amaze you. Let's recap today's episode. Setting goals in life is important because goals give us something to strive for, give us purpose, remind us that our dreams are within our reach, and when you achieve them can be a great source of satisfaction and pride. However, it's important to be intentional in our goal setting, aligning them to our values and vision for our life, and then setting goals in a way that is achievable. Our goals should be clear and specific, challenging but not too challenging, and broken into smaller steps. Then, with support, we can go after whatever our heart desires. In true teacher fashion, we always end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to examine a goal that you currently have or set a new goal, asking yourself the following. How does this fit into the life I want to live? Is it clear and specific? Is it challenging? Can it be broken down into smaller pieces? Do I believe in it? And who else believes that I can do it? Let us know your goals. We'd love to hear what you are planning. Please reach out to us and tell us. If you are listening to this episode in January of 2024, we invite you to take this one step further and join our Elevate Your Life 2024 program. This is a virtual program. It's affordable. It helps you take actionable steps. It's everything that you need to take this to the next level. You can find out more information on our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com. Just go to the menu and click on Elevate Your Life 2024. If you are listening to this after January 2024, we'd still love to have you head over to our website, check out any of the programs we might be offering. Also, on our website, you can find all of the show notes for all of our podcast episodes. So if you have a friend who might benefit from this or you just want to print off the tips we've given you, you can find them all on our website, Inspired Together Teachers. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.